up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of The Pond. I think we're at episode 17. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, welcome back to another episode, guys. Um, it's uh, it's your boy, Colton Pegna. And, uh, of course, Mike Pulford. How you doing? Not too bad, brother. Just chilling. Yeah, uh, sounds recover- pretty good. Re- recovering from a, a Halloween weekend, so. Cheers. <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna go a little bit lighter on the beer today <laughs> but uh all in all can't complain man yeah i hear you another uh another day um another beer you know um and today's actually a pretty pretty uh big day for not necessarily for us but i know the election is going on um well yeah. i guess the, the the polling right now um yeah. and counting everything is is going on right now i don't know cause you... to drink that's for sure exactly oh fuck yeah um yeah so it doesn't really affect us but i know some of you uh u.s listeners i know we do have a few um probably you know pretty stressful moment right now for uh for a lot of americans Mm -hmm. but um you know just uh as long as you guys got out there and you voted that's that's all that matters you know what i mean um yeah that's all you can do exactly it's like you after that it's you just gotta let uh let the the old uh polls take their take their reins and just see what what happens you know so um but yeah so on this episode guys we don't really have a whole lot to talk about but we did uh want to touch on a few really really big uh topics um Mm. that i mean it it also kind of affects close to home because we're both in ontario and um we're gonna get into the ohl and uh their uh, dis- decision to make it so that this next season coming up will be no contact whatsoever. So, um, well, not no contact, no hitting. Yeah. Sorry. I should. Um, yeah. That's a good point. But we'll, yeah. Well, we'll get into it because that's, that that's doesn't a, make any sense to me. Yeah. No, it's a, it's um, a big one. So yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, got, got a few things to touch on. So, uh, Mike, I'll let you take that. Uh, <laughs> cause yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude. so just like, hockey news kind of generally um anthony mantha signed today i believe yeah uh four year 22.8 million deal that's a that's a big one um almost six mil a year i remember watching this guy at the world juniors which we'll also get into later um and he was just ripping it up this guy's this guy's a monster um nice to see him get the contract i think like from what i've read um the red wings front office had had mixed feelings about him um so it's nice to see eiserman come in give him the give him the contract four years as well you know it's a kind of a vote of confidence in his direction so good to see yeah um, I'm, he's he's sorry just quickly he's no, 26 totally. so he's 26 so i don't understand like okay i understand maybe paying him a decent amount of money because he's 26 and like yeah he's he's a goal scorer but he hasn't necessarily had that like you know pushing he's had close to uh 30 goals but he has never like passed it yet so Mm -hmm. but every time i think of the red wings and i think of who they have as top players even though it's not many anthony mantha is one of the first ones like it it would be like larkin (laughs) larkin bertuzzi and mantha would be the three that i think of right off the top you know what i mean so yeah oh totally dude and you hit the nail right on the head there like there's nobody to play with yeah right like yeah so he's doing not this exactly yeah hasn't been in a position to succeed that right. much right so it's like the this kind of a contract is you know what i'm like if i'm him i'm extremely happy with that kind of a contract because um i mean realistically 
he could probably get the same money somewhere else, like on a different team, mm -hmm. um, and fill or do what he's been doing on Detroit, if not better. So, yeah, um, because he'd actually have people to play with depending on the team that he went to. So, like, I'm sure if he didn't get signed by Detroit, Ottawa would have been like, hey, guy, like, <laughs> I want like eight mil, like, you know, not yeah, obviously exactly. that much, but so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, good, no, good for him, right. good for him. He deserves mm -hmm. it. He, He's only going up. So, and 26, that's yeah, not yeah. that old. That's not that old. So, exactly. Exactly. And you have to think Eiserman sees this guy as like, you know, in the next four years, we'll be able to build a team around like those core guys. Yep. And they don't really have core guys other than Mantha, Larkin, um, Bertuzzi, I guess, yeah. right now. So, you know, makes sense. Made sense to make the signing. Oh, it's yeah. not like you're giving him eight years, right? So right. if it doesn't work out, doesn't work out. Four years mm. down the road, you can not re-sign him or whatever. Yeah, and um, realistically, where also, like where else are they get, like spending yeah. their money? Dude. And and on, honestly, he a couple years down the road, I could see him being a nice trade bait at the deadline. Oh yeah. If, they, if their rebuild is still like full on, and they just want more pieces or more draft picks whatever something like that so yeah yeah i, guess I agree makes sense all around i from my and from my perspective at least oh definitely um yeah uh what else i guess in other signing news we touched on it last week so we don't have to talk about it too much but mike hoffman's still not signed um came out i think his agent said that they've been getting a lot of uh like bargain offers basically teams being like hey come here for for less it'll make us better yeah right um uh -huh. which is obviously not what he wants um so it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening there whether he's able to get the money that he's looking for get the term that he's looking for are you surprised for like like are you surprised that he hasn't been signed yet i mean without knowing what he's actually asking for it's hard to say for sure right um but i'm not i'm not shocked no i don't i wouldn't say yeah. Um, you know, like it's hard to say how without being in the league, like it's hard to say how much of like the rumors and, and stuff like that plays into it. Right. Um, but you have to feel like that's at least a contributing factor at this point. Yeah. Um definitely. I don't know because at least in the media, the guy does not have a great reputation. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, and I he he's a player that like can definitely net you 30 goals, like 100% guaranteed. Doesn't matter yeah. what team he goes to, he's probably going to pot 30 because he has just like one of the dirtiest releases in the league. And that's just, yeah. it's just, it's who he is as a player. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, criticism towards his uh, defensive game and then he cheats like defensively a ton. Uh, but then if you're signing him for that uh, strict goal scoring position, you also got to understand that there's a lot of baggage that comes with with that kind of a player and you got to kind of weigh the options, whether or not you choose a guy that potentially could be not so good in the locker room for, um, you know, a little bit of extra firepower for your offense. So it's, you know, you got to pick which one you want. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily shocked either that he's not signed, but you know, I feel yeah. like, I feel like, well, he's, and it's a tough position for him. Yeah. I feel like he's you know, like, like his agents probably, asking for a lot of fucking money man like a lot yeah yeah well and it'll be interesting to see what he ends up doing because like he could pull a taylor hall and kind of take a one-year prove it kind of deal yeah um 
but it, I feel like it's hard to find a situation like Hall did where you know you're playing with like a number one center. Right. Um, and there, there's these other conditions that are going to set you up to to put up a, like good numbers, have a good season, and then get get your return next off season. Um, so it'll be interesting whether he does that, takes a little bit less, um, takes a little bit less on a longer contract, or if he looks overseas for a year, because that's possible too. True. Although. Given given the way things are going with COVID, like maybe maybe he doesn't want to leave the U.S. I I wouldn't be surprised. Doesn't yeah, want to leave Canada. Um, but like you got to imagine this guy could go over and get paid top dollar in the KHL. Like, and he'd oh, probably put sure. up fifty. Yeah. So it's like if 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 that's an option for him, I could see him doing a year in the KHL and, and trying to come back, something like that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Um. But is it is a little bit. Like so, it's it's rare to have someone with th- those types of numbers and that resume just sitting there. You yeah, know? yeah, it's but true. Like it's it's weird that he hasn't hasn't been picked up yet. So yeah, something to make note of at the very least. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. The thing I don't understand is like even like okay, I don't think it's gonna get to the point where it gets to you know where he has to make a like he has to be with a team. I feel like he. Yeah. Dude, like, even if you take a year, one year difference between now and, like, next season, let's say he signs one year deal somewhere, okay, and it's, like, not that great money, then okay, whatever. He doesn't even need to necessarily prove it. He's already proved it so many times, and it's, like, it's if he took a one-year deal on a team somewhere, like a contender, and then it, like... I don't know. It doesn't matter what the scenario is, whether they win the Stanley Cup or not. You know what I mean? his value is going to stay the exact same. He's he's going to t- be taken at high value at some point. Like at some mm-hmm. point, a team is going to be bite and be like, we need this guy on our squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's true. The one concern, I guess, is injury then, right? Like, right. Yeah. You take less play a year, get injured halfway through the season. You maybe don't come back until the off season. And then right. it's like, okay, well, what now? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's that's part of the business i guess so yeah, we'll wait and see um yeah uh one last thing uh, again we touched on this last week um uh, mitchell miller the fourth round pick from the arizona coyotes they ended up renouncing the draft pick so he's no longer a part of the arizona coyotes organization um the following day uh, with last Friday, University of North Dakota also announced that he will no longer be a part of their hockey team. Um, he was going to be a freshman this year. So he hasn't been kicked out of the school. He's just not playing on the hockey team anymore. Um, I'm not at all surprised by this. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we we explained it last week. I don't, I don't think we need to go into it too much, but... Good on the Coyotes. It means they didn't have a pick in the first four rounds this year um, to take that stand. Um, Good on the University of North Dakota, I guess, as well. Like, yeah, it's not so. So the one thing I found out between like last week's episode and now is that apparently, um, in in um, juvenile court, I believe it was, they were talking about how when he was like testifying. They had to, he had to pretty much make a choice, either admit to doing the crime, like actually uh, like abusing the the kid, or they were going to show the the actual like security camera footage of what he was doing. 
and so mm -hmm. he wasn't like he wasn't gonna confess to it until they gave him that ultimatum and then afterwards yeah. he confessed because realistically apparently oh it apparently it was brutal like it apparently, apparently it was really awful. bad so yeah and it's like so after finding that out that's also like a big hit um because you know there's a there's a part of me that wants to be like you know what this guy deserves like somewhat of a second chance you know he was young people mm -hmm. make mistakes but then afterwards you find out that and then you also find out uh the fact that apparently when he was doing his apology to the kid he it looked like he showed absolutely no remorse like it was like almost it was like a half-assed apology yeah. and that kind of a thing it rubs yeah me the wrong way and that's the guy that was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt in the situation so it's like after finding that out it's like you know what i'm sorry man but when you make a decision at that young age it, it's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life and oh, yeah. yeah like it's not yeah. even it's not even like oh boo-hoo buddy like sorry you you fucked up really badly and it doesn't matter whether you're a completely changed person the past stays the same you cannot change it so yeah, well, and I think that's part of the thing. Like the, I think the judge even said like does, he doesn't really. Look, it doesn't seem like he's actually remorseful. He just more feels bad for himself for being having gotten caught and being in the situation he was in. Right. Um, and like I'm all for giving people second chances. Maybe his second chance isn't in hockey, um, but you know he's going. He's going to be a freshman in college. There's he's got his whole life ahead of him. Um, there's no reason he can't, you know, I, I feel like this is kind of a kick in the ass, right? Like, oh, yeah. he, pro he probably presumably spent his entire life trying to make the NHL up until this point. Definitely. Um, yeah. So losing that, he's lost hockey pretty much entirely. Um, maybe, you know, educate yourself a little bit, grow as a person. And, you know, they, there's still plenty of opportunities out there for him. And hopefully you can become a better person because of it. But, uh, personally, yeah, I have no, I have no problem with with how the the different or NHL and and college organizations have handled it. Yeah, because um, I mean, realistically, really, like, sorry to cut you off, but he could even, no, totally. he could even, if he wanted to, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, he could probably go over to some Europe league, and uh, depending on the team, they probably wouldn't give a fuck about what happened in his past. Um, you know what I mean, Maybe. like. Well, and that's the thing is I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he, yeah. I, it's not that hockey is necessarily a hundred percent over, but at least in North America, it is like probably. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all around very ugly situation. Yeah. Um, but turn the corner, I guess. Um, do you want to do OHL first? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll touch on that. I feel yeah. like that's yeah. like something that needs the spotlight. Yeah that's so, a hot topic yeah um and we'll definitely get into this more this is not like a final decision or anything by now so um we'll get definitely get into it more once the final ruling is um preliminary pitch i guess to starting the ohl season is to have hockey without hitting um so this doesn't include board play um, I, what I'm picturing is similar, like, or exactly like women's hockey where there's still a significant amount of physicality, but no actual hitting. Um, this is to supposedly stop the potential spread of COVID in game. Um, couple things here. <laughs> First of all, I don't understand how hitting is like 
going going to to spread the virus and sustained board play where there's like five bodies or like a front net net front scrum like i don't understand how hitting is worse than those or at least how they're both different um yeah so that's that's iffy to me right off the bat um also our buddy chris made a good point i was talking to him about this and he's saying you know like half the battle is off the ice like sure you can get the nhlers to like you know kind of quarantine stay in their bubble whatever these kids are like 17 18 um 16 some of them so it's like are you really expecting them to not do anything in their free time you know what are they hang out after the game that sort of thing um and so for me this i think he's completely right about that for me this is more ohl covering its ass in terms of making sure it's safe while they're on the ice um and then the off ice stuff is they're like this that's out of our control that's up to the team or that's up to the the individual right um so i i see it as kind of the ohl covering their ass in terms of making sure it's safe to return to play so that they can have a season um but this is extremely controversial the ohl is one of if not the premier development league in the world um probably the golden star of the chl leagues as well um and hitting is a huge part of junior hockey. Yeah. Um, so this is this has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and has been met with severe backlash, to say the least. Yeah. I like you said it before, man. It's so strange to me that they think that physical contact in a game is and I'm talking like physical contact as in like hard hits, like like yeah. soft hits any type of hit is going to be more potent of like spreading the virus instead of like, you know, yeah. Fighting for the puck against the boards. Like, you know, when oh, yeah. you, when you're freezing it against the boards with your skate and just trying to kick it the other direction and there's two guys on either side, like it makes no sense to me. I'm not saying like, Oh, uh, board play should be banned instead of, uh, hitting, but it just mm-hmm. makes, there's just no difference. Right. It, yeah. It makes little to no sense to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Um, we're going to take out one of the key components of the sport just because it might, you know, might spread COVID. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry to break it to you. But, like, if a kid has COVID and he's, like, chilling on a bench with a bunch of dudes breathing hard after a shift... Or he's in the dressing in the room with, in, yeah, yeah, in the locker room with all of them shooting the shit, probably not wearing a mask around each other because, right, like you said, they're 17, 18 years old, and they just don't really like, like what? No, no kid would ever think that they had COVID if they didn't show symptoms, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. they don't give, they don't give a fuck. Like they're, they're just, they're just hanging out, having a good time. So it's like that kind of a situation would be way more likely to, to do damage than. A hit on the ice like a hit on the yeah. ice is literally a like a second maybe mm-hmm. two second contact that just like bang okay it's like yeah gone like like the only thing that i can imagine about a hit that would be different from any other uh, like facet of the game is that like you get hit and your sweat like flies off your body onto the other person yeah, yeah. but like i feel like that's not not that big of an issue right um right and if that's it, like, there's other ways to get around that. But, like, even just, like, say you get a scrum or, like, 
along the boards in front of the net anything you give someone a face wash there you go that's yeah. that's t- probably 10 times worse oh yeah right yeah there. right so it's like it doesn't it's iffy it doesn't make a lot of sense i i suspect that they kind of started with a really hard line on it yeah so that they can like walk it back to something that's more acceptable right um because i think they're they're gonna have to do something um and so if they start past what they need to do then that something becomes more palatable down the road i guess right um but another thing to take into consideration too is that like i don't know i don't know how many but a decent number of ohlers um are staying with billet families right right how many of those billet families also have kids um so then you have the family going to work going to school doing whatever they do and the kid going doing their own like going to school everything playing in the ohl like how how are you possibly going to contain even 23 kids on one team um and like control all of those different bubbles never mind 23 players on every team in the whole league right right um so it's kind of it's hard to say whether like i'm on the fence like if you do actually need to take out hitting to make it safe to play maybe it's just not safe to play at all right um in which case it's kind of looks like a money grab right yeah where you know where we're we're going to get revenue from playing the season um on the other hand like it would definitely suck for the kids too like they can't really afford to miss a whole season you know like those kids that it's their draft year, the year before their draft year, like how does that change their development? How, but also how does it change their development playing a year without hitting? Right. Right. Yeah. That'll make some players look a lot better and other players look a lot worse. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually, I can't find a single reason of why I would disagree with anything you just said. It's, I don't know. It's, it's okay. Think about it this way. Like, and you said it perfectly right there. If, if body checking in in the league is going to be like uh, a cause of concern for the spread of the virus and they genuinely think that that's actually like a hazard then mm-hmm. why are you playing at all yeah. you know what i mean like it's like there's yeah. going to be contact at, at pretty much all points of the game like the whole game is pretty much you have the puck if you come in my my zone, I'm gonna get the puck from you, which requires two people coming close together. It's it yeah. makes no sense. Like, yeah, yeah it, it it's that, and then it's also the fact that like, you know, the OH and and this is so easy to see. The OHL is a a league that really really depends on money in order to stay stay above water. Like they heavily rely on people buying tickets to the to the games. Like. You know, getting sponsors for the league, stuff like that. It's very much uh, a a league that if they went a full year without a season or maybe even potentially longer, it's not easy for for anybody, let alone like the person who owns the OHL right now or the any of the stockholders to be able to uphold what the OHL has been doing for so long. So well, yeah, and even if there is a season, how many people are going to be allowed into the arenas to watch? Right. Right. Like they, they know right now. And even as we speak that they have lost money from COVID obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. season ticket holders are probably going to be like, um, what's going on. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. that, that being said, 
I feel like this rule of and and like you said, you know, the hard rule of like, yeah, okay, no, no, uh, body checking whatsoever. That's like obviously they can regress and move back a little bit in terms of you know what they're actually gonna be. Okay, you can do this, but you can't do this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's also it's November. Like, I mean, I guess when the rule came out, it was what like on the weekend or. Like when did this come out? Yeah, Sometime... it's been last week. Yeah, so it's in the like... last week. I think. So the league they're saying isn't starting until February. So you have so much time to be able to actually think it through and make a decision based on like the situation right now. They're making a, a rule that makes probably no sense for what's going to the situation be in three months, right? Nobody knows. It could mm -hmm. be a lot worse. It could be better, right? So it's, I feel like it was just, they jumped the gun a little bit by, by making this kind of a rule this soon. And I also think it's incredibly stupid. Like just the whole thing yeah. is dumb. Like, well, dude, like people already wear cages. You could just make them have to wear those like plastic visors. True. Yeah. True. Like it's really not, it's not rocket appliances. Right. Um, and Okay, so here, here's the other thing, though. Um, because of concussions, and I think especially the junior leagues have kind of a bad rep for there being some really, really disgustingly bad hits. Yeah. Um, you know, ben Finelli, when he played for Kitchener, right. yeah, just yeah, got yeah. absolutely, yeah, almost had his life ended, right? Right. Um, so, and that's just one example than an extreme one but right there's there has been a conversation about mitigating how much hitting actually occurs um and you know there there have been rules changed to headshots um stuff like that um so having this rule of no hitting i think has also sparked a bunch of reaction based on that and it right. was kind of like, oh, well, if they take it out, will will they put it back? Or is that kind of just going to be the way it's going to be? Um, and personally, I think there will come a time when there's no hitting in NHL. Um, you look at international hockey already has very little hitting. Um, and to play devil's advocate, like I think it would be really fun to watch um, at a junior level. Like those OHL guys, you see it a large skill differential already in junior right like they're nhl ready guys playing in the ohl some years you know like right connor mcdavid's last year is like an extreme example but you know there's guys there that are have could could be playing at a higher level and are just not old enough yet um take out hitting and that like i i mean the game does completely change um but i don't necessarily from an intent entertainment standpoint think it would actually get that much worse you're just getting less like visceral kind of violence. Um, I do think hockey, or I did, I do think hockey relies a lot on hitting at the NHL level, um, and I think that is uh, a long way down the road still. And also, at a junior level, like it would be kind of ruthless to just take out hitting until you get to the NHL, and then you get to the NHL and oh hey, here's Scott Stevens by the way. Yeah taking a 200 foot run at you with his elbow. Right. Um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I suspect that this like ruling is not going to be the last we hear about this because 
it seems like there's so many other options and also it doesn't really seem like they're actually solving the problem that they're trying to solve right um so we'll see but it's it's elicited quite the response from from people around ontario and in in the hockey world yeah um because taking out hitting that's a that's a big one um and not necessarily from the entertainment standpoint but like from the from the way the game is played it changes completely um and then considering kids if it's their draft year and suddenly they can't hit that might impact their chances of getting drafted um might impact their chances of developing if they're a couple of years out um so the implications are are massive um but i think at the end of the day no matter what happens it's better for the players if there's a season rather than not just because you at least get to do something you're on the ice skating you're playing hockey um which for from a development standpoint has to be better than not right oh 100 percent, yeah i think uh i don't know to me like obviously i'm seeing i have not yet seen a single reply to this like um change in the rules being for the other side like which is weird because usually you see a little bit of both but i've only seen people be like okay this is not the right like this is not the right direction to go in you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah and then also another thing that you got to take into consideration is that some of the kids that are it's their draft year or it's just the type of player that they are where uh, like some guys they actually depend on physicality and you know being able to hit uh because that's their play style and maybe that's why they're on the team to begin with like you know yeah because every every player has a role on a team and it's not always going to be that oh yeah this is a guy that um can only like he can only hit and then after that it's like well all right now let's get this big guy who uh who only knows how to hit and be physical and play good defense now he has to just straight up like you know start becoming a shooter start uh working on his shot whatever it's like yeah that's that's really gonna fuck with people's development and like you said if they go into the league and all of a sudden boom like they get just rocked it's gonna be one of those like the kid's gonna get hurt because they haven't played with hitting for a full season or like maybe even longer depending on how long this goes for right it's it's just it there's nothing positive to come out of a situation like this i don't know yeah yeah and here's what i'll say like i personally i think if you could watch the highest level so the nhl without hitting i think would be super super fun to watch um from an entertainment standpoint i have no problem with it um sometimes the most entertaining games have very little hitting in them anyways um having said that it's an easy opinion to have as an outsider looking in but once you consider all of the implications it has for the kids playing junior and their prospects at getting a job in the nhl or the ahl um you know and and like kind of all the trickle down effects of it it's like you start thinking about it, it's like okay that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense um right and especially if it's not for like a very specific reason of like long-term health of people playing the game if it's like a short-term fix to stop uh, a virus spread and like we touched on it already but there's no way that 
hitting is the only thing that's going to spread the virus. It's just not not possible, right? It's right. all the other things we mentioned as well. So if you're going to ban one, you probably have to ban all of them, and at which point you don't have a sport to play. Um, so it's a tough situation. I mean, I guess they have to try to do something. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes, but. It's going to be going to be an interesting conversation going forward between the OHL and because I guess it's the actual Ontario health minister, right? Yeah, um, something like that. So between between the government and the OHL to try and try and get something figured out there. Yeah, um, quickly because they're, they're clearly very far off in their their opinions. Oh, yeah. And and quickly, like last thing before we uh, move on from this, it's just one of those things that like if the league has probably already looked at their options in terms of, or maybe they are right now, their options in terms of like, okay, um, how, is there a way that we can get the players on the teams tested like as much as possible and, and try mm -hmm. to get the results back quickly um, so that, you know, if one of them does get it, then, you know, they quarantine that guy so that the rest of the team can kind of chill. Um, it's like, I wonder if they've looked at, that option you know and been like all right is this gonna work or not work because realistically like if you just like let's say you're on like a road trip or something and it's like in order to go on the road trip you need to be tested a couple days prior and be okay and it's like i mean right now there's a lot of a, a lot of easy easy ways to get tests quickly and the results back fairly fairly quickly as well you know what i mean like there in yeah. a couple weeks ago the process was way way backlogged but now it seems like at least in ontario it's a little bit better so and uh i don't know man like just if if they had a certain way of getting the players to have their results really quickly like maybe the rapid testing i don't know if that's too much money for the ohl but that could also be a thing as well it's it's just they have to weigh the options between being like okay no hitting and like we're like that's just how it's going to be or it's like hey we could actually like test all of our players and i mean like yeah i mean the the only question there is like i actually have no idea how it works in the ohl with like reserve squads right do they go to like what do the rangers go to like the waterloo siskins i, I have no idea yeah i um I don't know. Because the question is like, what if, what if like one guy tests positive and then a week later, eight guys test positive? What do you, can your team still play? Well, I mean, um, you could also suspend you know? the games for the time being and then yeah. either re reschedule the game or, but because that's what they've been doing with the NFL, right? Like if, if a team <laughs> tests positive, then they usually postpone it to another day. Mm -hmm. and uh i mean there's a lot more guys on a football team than there are a hockey team so well but it's also easier to postpone a game that's once a week right that's Instead fair. Of if you had like yeah. three games in a week you suddenly have to postpone everything 14 days your season could end up being three years long yeah um yeah it's true so i mean it's it's a tough situation because really i think everybody loses kids fans league everybody loses if there's no hockey at all in the ohl this year yeah um Obviously, there's a lot of losers if they play and a ton of people get COVID. Right. Um, and also a bunch of losers if they play with no contact or no hitting or, or something like that. So, yeah. Um, so it's many be variables. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see where they land on that. I guess you, you're right. They do still have like three months right. to kind of figure it out and decide. And maybe, maybe 
in Ontario, it will be a lot different by then. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, so so we'll see. But that's that's something something to keep your eye on for sure. Yep. Um, and I guess staying staying in junior hockey. Um, I know I texted I texted some of the boys about this one. Um, Canada has released the the list of players on their camp roster for the 2021 junior world junior championship um so defending gold medalists it's not a big deal um we're coming in hot this year and oh boy does it look good um notably chicago blackhawks have uh, agreed to allow kirby doc to to go to the juniors yep uh contingent on the nhl not having started by then which it's not looking like it will have um quinton byfield another i mean second overall pick um who would most certainly be in the nhl were it not for the the weird scheduling um and they're still in talks they haven't announced it yet but they're in talks with the rangers um about alexis lafreniere coming back um so it's very possible that Canada will have an insanely stacked team this year. Oh, yeah. uh, a little bit reminiscent of the 2005 lockout year where it was just obscene, the players they had on that team. I think that was the year of the absolutely famous double Dion hit. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> speak, speaking of hitting. Um, that, 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 that roster was just insanely good. Sidney Crosby was, uh, I think would have been a rookie in the NHL that year. Um, so, but like, dude, some of the names on this team, it, it's, it's actually insane. So yeah. Bowen Byram coming back on defense, Jamie Drysdale coming back on defense, Kaiden Gula, Gooley. I don't know how to say that draft in the first Gula. round this year. This, <laughs> shut up. This, this team. The in the development camp they have twenty six first round picks, twenty six. Wow, dude, that's more than they're allowed to take for the whole team. That is ridiculous. Like that is ridiculous, yeah. bro. Isn't that fucked? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then forwards, just to name a few: Quinton Byfield, Dylan Cousins, Kirby Doc, um, Connor McMichael, Dawson Mercer, Alex Newhook, Cole Perfetti, um. And then Shane Wright, 16-year-old, eligible for the 2022 draft. So um, ridiculous. I think would be playing as a 16-year-old or a 17-year-old. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm not sure how old he'll be at the time. Um, doesn't say here when he's actually born. Um, oh, yeah. No, he was born in 05. No. Wow. Yeah. Oh five, oh four, oh four. Yeah, it was oh four because if he's sixteen right now, then... yeah, which is insane. Yeah, god damn it, this guy's gonna be so good. I was eight. <laughs> yeah, oh my Chill, god, dude. Yeah, this yeah, guy's yeah, gonna he... be so good. <laughs> like, he's gonna be great. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really good names on this team. Like, um, I'm, I'm even looking at. Uh, I'm not sure if this is. 
This is probably the one from last year, like the 20, because it says 2020 IHF World Junior Championship. Mm -hmm. Um, Like a lot of these, a lot of these guys are like players that are 100% going to be returning. And it's like this, not only have, are these guys going to be returning, but it's like some guys who have developed in the NHL for a bit are now going to be playing on this team, which is like ridiculous. Like um, I know Chicago's not was like very very hesitant with being like okay kirby doc's gonna go but man kirby doc yeah. has become an absolute like like he's not he's not a legend yet but he's he's pretty fucking nifty with the puck <laughs> and he's got a decent he's shot well so yeah exactly yeah. he's doing really really well well and he's a guy that could have played in the world juniors last year and chicago didn't want to lend him to to right. team canada right right yeah. so this year at one year on after a playoff run yeah. Um, where he's playing against some of the best teams in the league and looking good doing it. Yeah. Um, he's going to come back. Hasn't, I don't think, represented Canada at the World Juniors um, yet. So I'm super hyped about this. So I'm just looking at the projected, like, obviously a very early projection. Um, so, I mean, there's still the camp, so people can get cut. People can have bad camps. It's, it happens. Um, but some standout names to me on defense, obviously Jamie Drysdale and Bowen Byram, um, both insanely good defensemen, both have played at the world juniors before, um, were dominant. Um, and then a few other, few other first rounders here. Uh, they have a lot of size too. A bunch of these dudes are like six, two to six, six kind of thing. Um, So that's that's a scary decor. Yeah. And then forwards, as I said, Kirby Doc, Quinton Byfield, Connor McMichael, Dylan Cousins, Dawson Mercer, Alex and then Newhook. Alex Newhook, yeah. Cole Perfetti. Um, it's actually insane, dude. Like you have Kirby Doc, Quinton Byfield, Dylan Cousins. That's your first three lines of center. Lafreniere slots in at left wing on the first line. McMichael could play on the first line. Um, and they're not even, they're not like they're fast. They're big. Um, Newhook almost made the team out of camp last year. Um, Perfetti almost made the team out of camp last year. Improved yeah. a lot in OHL this year. Um, dude, this is, I am so here for it, for Canada to just shit on everybody at the World Juniors again. Feels like it's been too long since we had an actual wagon of a team in the World Juniors. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It seems like some years we have kind of like a not necessarily like a nobody squad, but like kind of a squad that they're like, uh, like we can't really send any any like high high uh, draft players because they're just there's yeah. they're not there yet, right? So, but yeah. looking at just like as I'm like glancing at the names, it's just like insane that and and most of these guys, if not all of them, are already drafted, right? Yeah. So it's like these guys are already going to be onto the nhl at some point hopefully right um yeah but i i I can't see any of these guys with how skilled they are and also being on the world junior team for canada like you can't see them not playing in the nhl at some point so yeah um it's it's gonna be crazy to see yeah exactly so yeah just absolutely nuts yeah and i feel like in the world juniors, we were so dominant. What was his six gold medals in a row for a while there? Yeah. Um, 
couple other countries have caught up a bit. Finland, notably, uh, the U.S. as well has been been great for a few years. Sweden's always good. Russia's yeah. always good. Um, but often Canada misses out because a few of our best players are playing in the NHL. Right. Um, Connor McDavid, for example, yeah, probably could have caught an, an extra couple gold medals at the World Juniors. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> But uh, he was too busy doing it at the NHL level, right? So yeah, yeah. this year, it's fun to like see actually the best U20s. I yeah. feel like, I mean, as a Canadian, obviously it's fun. I think it gives us a huge advantage, but oh yeah, um, still super <laughs> hyped up about it. For those yeah. non-Canadian listeners, it's pretty much the only thing Canadians do um, between Christmas and January 10th is watch the World Juniors. Yep. Um, Game started at like 1 p.m. You watch them till the 8 p.m. game. Super hype. Um, yeah. It's good hockey, so too. This, like, it's really good hockey. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it, and sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's, it's, it's hockey with not much hitting. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> excuse me. Fucking the thing that is awesome about the juniors, too, is that you can still see that because all of them are so young. A lot of them do make like very apparent mistakes and it just kind of shows them or like it shows everybody at home too that these guys are still so young and they have so much development left to left to do. It's like you have these guys come together like the, these young, young kids that are like, you know, still trying to prove themselves coming together. And they're, it's insane because some of the some of the goals, some of the passes, some of the saves from the goalies are oh. just like. It's like, oh my god! At this age, they're doing this. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, I love the, yeah. the World Juniors tournament, and and my parents do too. Like, they they yeah. are like every single day checking to see what what games are on and everything. It's just it it like you said, it's a Canadian like tradition. Like almost oh, yeah. everybody does it. You know, so it's it is one of the most hyped tournaments of the year, and it's like condensed. So yep. you get everything in a couple weeks. Your our team usually is at least semifinalists. Yeah. I, to be honest, usually finalists. Yeah. Um not a big but, deal. Uh, not 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 to brag too much about it, but <laughs> um, I guess one question mark for us this year, we have three new goalies or we will have three new goalies. Nobody's returning from last year's squad. Right. Um so there's five guys invited to the camp, three of whom will make it. Um Three of them in 2021's draft, one drafted by the Rangers this year, and one drafted by Florida this year. Um, so, hey, one of them's from Cambridge. So, Oh, yeah, uh, Tristan cool. Lennox. Yeah, plays for Saginaw. I guess we must have actually seen him play when we went to see them. Oh, yeah, true, true. Yeah. We did go to see Saginaw versus Kitchener Rangers. It was this year, yeah. right? Yeah, well... I don't know if it was 2018 or 20 or 2019 or 2020. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it was within the last 12 months. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cole, Cole Perfetti sat in the box for probably half the game. Yeah. It was a weird uh -huh. game. So pumped up to see him yeah. play. And then, and then it was that it was like, uh, okay, what's the hype around this guy again? But what's no, happening? He, like you, yeah. we've seen, we've seen, he's actually like something to, yeah. you know, yeah. it's from Whitby. Ah, fucking Whitby. Whitby, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's that for the World Juniors. Um, yeah, definitely some exciting stuff to look forward to. Um, 
gonna gonna be good i mean the world juniors especially if it happens right before the nhl season starts would be so hype that'd be a great way to like kick off hockey season oh a good segue for sure i would get even more pumped up to see like a lot of the kids that we saw at the tournament be in Mm -hmm. the nhl too so yeah dude like a little prequel yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i was i was literally just thinking today that like i woke up to snow on the ground um you know went about my day did my shit and then it's like there's no sports nothing at all usually there's nhl usually there's i don't know other shit to watch now it's like if it's not nfl on thursday sunday or monday i have fuck all to do so well sometimes tuesday uh, too sometimes tuesday looking looking forward to the masters next week too yeah, that'll be that's good. Gonna be, that's going to be four days of entertainment that yeah. I uh, wouldn't be getting otherwise. So Yeah, always good to see the Masters. Love it. Yeah. My, yeah. my dad fucking, my dad just, oh, every time the Masters are on, he's in a great mood the whole time. Oh, like, I believe it. Mood. It's, I it's, believe it. It's hilarious, <laughs> but good what can you Steve-er. do? Oh, yeah, loves, <laughs> loves the golf, you know, uh, loves the game. <laughs> yeah. Loves the beer. Oh yeah. Oh buddy. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um okay, so yeah, did we really have anything like is there anything else that you wanted to talk about this episode? I think um, not, not really, dude. Yeah. Um there's there's some some conjecture around about what the the NHL will look like next season in terms of changing up the divisions, if there's gonna be an all Canada division, but I think that's probably a conversation for another day. It's it's literally all just people guessing at this point. Right, so yeah. It would be it would be stupid to talk about speculation, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little premature. So yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, I guess that probably wraps it for this episode. One thing yeah. one thing we do have to mention is that we got some some spicy stuff on the books here, ladies oh, and yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Um we're hoping to get our, our good friend Steve Lorenz in uh to talk about well calder cup winner was in the bubble with the the carolina hurricanes we've we've mentioned him on the pod before mm-hmm. um but yeah we're hoping to get him in to, to chat about bubble life what's it like playing in the ahl um i definitely want to pick his brain on justin williams and rod brindamore because just oh, yeah. rubbing shoulders with those guys must be so cool yeah um but yeah so we're hoping to get him on maybe he'll be on next week's episode um so so definitely stay tuned for that because it's gonna be hype i know i'm fired up already yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be dope just to talk to him and catch up shoot shit a little bit so uh yeah it'll it'll be sweet but um yeah so that's we're we're aiming for next uh next week's episode if it doesn't happen next week then it'll happen sometime after that um but yeah, yeah so uh get excited for that mark mark your calendars for uh next tuesday or wednesday depending on the day i don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see but you will get it Mark at some point for next week yeah. just anytime yeah exactly just reminder every single day i mean if if you're subscribed to the podcast whenever we post a new episode it'll pop up anyways um so yeah. you can always just well, uh subscribe and so. hey don't don't forget to to follow us on twitter as yes. well at podcast underscore pond yep um got some content coming out so yeah. You'll want to want to stay tuned for that, and then you'll know. We'll uh, shoot you a tweet when we when we post and when interesting shit happens. So, yep, um, you'll be right in the loop. Wouldn't want to be out of the loop. 
Yeah, exactly. Mike makes a great point. Um, so yeah, I, I, even though we yeah. don't have the most going on with the NHL right now, um, we still got a lot of good stuff planned ahead. So, um, yeah, this is kind of a great time to be listening to the podcast because once we get into next season, it's going to be talking about a lot of stuff that, I mean, you guys probably already heard about. Um, but you know, actually that, I guess that's considering like if we actually do have a season or not. I mean, yeah, fuck, dude. I don't want to jump the gun. I better like, <laughs> I'm just knock on wood a little bit there. I don't yeah, want to Jesus jinx Christ. it, but fuck. Chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with that being said, um, I know some at some points throughout the episode, there were some like just a little bit of audio issues because of uh, internet connection. I don't know whether that's me or Mike, but regardless, um, you can kind of make out what you're saying for the most part. So I think we'll be okay. Um, okay. But yeah, guys, uh, thank you very much for uh, watching. Okay. Uh, listening, <laughs> if you've made it this far. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like Mike said, follow Twitter, um, podcast underscore pond. That's where you're going to be up to date when we post a new episode and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, until next week, guys, uh, stay safe. Keep wearing a mask. And uh, yeah, good luck if you're in the States. Um, yeah, ho buddy. Hopefully it goes uh, your way. So... Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Popo, peace. Peace, peace.